0: When I was young, I binged watched Death Becomes Her. I was a huge Goldie Hawn fan, I think, since the age of eight. And every time when there would be a film on television starring her, I would record it on my VCR. And I would only have a few recordable videotapes, which meant I just watched a few movies many, many times. House Sitter, Private Benjamin, Pretty Woman, Clueless, and Home Alone. Ask me anything, I can tell the script immediately. Maybe I should do it once (laughs) in a podcast. And those films I've watched over and over again. But for today, we're going to focus on Death Becomes Her. And specifically on why it's so interesting with Isabella Rossellini and how she's nailing one of the best sales pitches I've ever seen in television history. <laughs> Last Tuesday, it was Halloween, and I watched the movie once again. I think I've seen it a hundred times. And so I re-watched it. I thought it was a great, a great reason to watch it. And it's actually a bit of a cult film honestly and it's also a little bit mysterious dark and depressing but it's also so beautiful I loved it as a child and when I'm looking back I'm thinking why did I love this so much but of course I didn't have a lot you know I had just had those six movies that I watched over and over again so I had to like it (laughs) different times now for children (laughs) and But also because I probably also loved it because of the great visual effects because it does have some very interesting visual effects uh, with a hole in someone's stomach and everything. I'm not going to spoil all the dirty details, but it is actually done very well, especially for that time, 1992. And also since I was a little girl and I still am, I was always a very big fan of real divas women who were very expressive about their feminine side and being very bold about it. I don't know why I liked it so much. I was very drawn to those women You know, when I was walking on the street and I saw someone dressed beautifully and yeah, just really doing their best. I just really liked it. And for instance, one of my favorite movies is Sunset Boulevard, probably also not a co- coincidence. So if you've never seen the movie death becomes her you can it's very safe to listen to this episode i will just highlight a few parts of it that are interesting that i want to focus on namely a sales conversation in i think it's in the middle of the movie actually there's still so much left to see, you know, also because of, of the visual effects for that time. And it's also a beautifully made movie with an incredible budget of 55 million. And by the way, they also profited 150 million. So you don't have to worry about them. So the reason why I wanted to record this episode for a long time, actually, is because of the sales pitch of Isabella Rossellini. And I wanted to peel off her sales process with you and show why it is why it is so great and why it is a great sales scripts for anyone who has to sell anything really. So I'm diving deep into you know why it you know the preparation of the sales conversation, the actual sales conversation, and actually yeah, well actually there's also after sales. I didn't really cover it, but actually yeah, maybe um, if I remember. Uh, I will. I will finish that. Uh, I, I will finish with that. So, quick recap. The or quick summary. Actually, the story is basically about two women arguing their way into death. <laughs> That's why it's called Death Becomes Her. It's really a classic. She has it. I want it. So we're following friends. I think they're I think they're friends since high school. It's mentioned somewhere. Uh, Helen and Mellon, Madeline, they're called, and those are Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. And throughout the years, we're following them. I think they're, in the total movie, there's a time span of about fifteen years, fifteen, twenty years, something like that. And they are mainly arguing over one man, Dr. Ernest Manville, who is brilliantly played by Bruce Willis. I'm a huge Bruce Willis fan Willis fan, if you didn't know that. And I know that he's very sick right now and I'm I'm so so sorry for him. But I'm so glad that he was you know on the silver screen. With all different kinds of movies. But anyway, so they both want his attention. And they're doing everything to get his attention. So, at one point, Helen, who is played by Goldie Hawn, has lost a lot of pounds. She was already with, with Bruce Willis, with Dr. Ernest, and then Meryl Streep uh, stole him. They got married and everything. But anyway, at one point, I'm not going in too much into the details. It doesn't really matter for the story. So, she has lost a lot of pounds has written a book about it, and she basically looks like a supermodel at the age of 50. And this day and age, we would collectively exclaim, this is (laughs) Ozempic, right? So, Madeline, who is played by Meryl Streep, gets jealous and uh, is afraid Bruce Willis will go after Goldie Hawn. And she's right, of course. Goldie Hawn looks like a complete magnet. You know, if you're talking about attraction marketing... You know what she has done. Perfect. Let's go. So when he, when she visits her uh, when Meryl Streep sorry visits her much younger lover Dakota, Meryl bursts into tears when he says she's too old for him, and she decides she decides to go to Liesel von Roman, the one who might help her get the '90s version of Ozempic. So. When we're looking at this from a sales perspective, it gets very interesting. Meryl Streep is afraid she will lose her husband and her lover because she's getting old, right? One of the ways to keep her men is to look better. That's at least what she believes. Whilst, of course, I mean, she could work on a lot of internal stuff too. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not talking about, you know, the beauty standards and and you know how bad the beauty industry is for women's self-confidence. I don't want to talk about that uh, because you know there's other people better in in, in in talking about that. And yeah, it's just not my my thing, but she knows she has she thinks that she has to look better in order to keep her men. And in the sales process, this is called problem awareness. So your buyer, doesn't matter what you sell, maybe you are selling a Zempic. I don't think so. Well, you're, you might, but you don't have to sell it because it's already working. The sales process, because everybody's thinking, wow, that's amazing. Um, it's uh, for those who don't know it's a it's a diabetes um, pill or medicine actually, and uh, it helps people lose a lot of weight and many celebrities are doing it and now they're and it's very popular you know no almost no side effects we don't know it yet because it's very new and everybody's using it so oprah sorry all 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 the celebrities are doing it so uh and now of course there's people worried that ozempic will be used only by celebrities and not anymore uh, you know is not anymore available to diabetes um patients so yeah that's something to be very cautious about, so... Interesting to see how it works. We're not going to talk about Zampic anymore. So, when Meryl, at some point in the movie, this is before she's crying uh, in her car, because of Dakota, who said she was sold. So, when Meryl goes to her beauty salon before that, to get an emergency apport- appointment on getting something, I think it's a liposuction or something, they're telling her there's nothing they can do you know, for another three months or something. And she mentions... It doesn't matter how much it costs. And then all of a sudden a man appears and asks her if she has ever heard of Liesel van Rumen. And then she's like no. And she does it so well. <laughs> she's such a great actress also. Um, I wasn't very much a Meryl Streep fan when I was younger. It's interesting. I was watching the movie because of Goldie Hawn but now actually it's a little bit turned around. Even though I think Goldie, well I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to grade them. So she says, she says no. And then this man tells, tells her she is very, very exclusive, very high level, very you know unreachable, very elite. And of course, she gets intrigued because she only wants to have the best for herself. That's what he figured out when she mentioned it doesn't matter the cost, I just want to look good. <laughs> So this is where the so- sales process has started. She actually received the last poke from her younger lover, and she decides to go to Liesel's house on Rue de Fleur, which doesn't exist in Beverly Hills, but it it's kind of mentioned that way. And she's in tears. And what she sees when she arrives at, at the beautiful house is big big house covered with marble on the inside and which actually holds a very minimal number of furniture and Meryl Streep is extremely scared but also very curious and I would be too actually uh, especially because the potion that we're talking about later is being guarded by two Dobermans and I'm not a huge fan of big dogs sorry for all the dog lovers out there I just had an incident when I was a child. I know I can I can do some <laughs> EMDR, you know, but I haven't done it yet. But there's a, you know, actually there's a few dogs here in the neighborhood who actually do look very scared and I'm kind of getting friends with them, so it's 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 getting better, but <laughs> so Liesl suddenly appears. You know, there is this whole little act, you know, with all these athletic men, you know, wearing these kind of Roman costumes or Uh, Egyptian costumes I was looking at, I was listening to a few videos on where Liesl was coming from and they are predicting that she's from Egypt. Anyway, uh, she suddenly appears from her big chair wearing nothing but a beautifully beaded top. She looks uh, with all jewels on it or gems and I think it's silk skirt, which might even be a scarf. And uh, actually, Liesel is played by the wonderful Isabella Rossellini, and I think there would actually be nobody better for this role. <laughs> Yeah, she's so great. I love her. I love her voice. I still... Vo- I, I, her voice is so incredible and I still follow her on Instagram. It's very nice, actually, to follow her. Of course, she's uh, a bit older now and, um, and you know, she's still a diva. And I love the way she talks about herself because she does uh, do that a lot and it's, it's very nice, very powerful. So the actual sales process now starts and I looked up a few... Um, a few, actually the script, and she is very much into, uh, Lisa is very much into giving compliments to Meryl Streep. And you know she's saying, oh, I've never seen uh, such a beautiful face uh, covering the silver screen. And then she's saying, so warm, so full of life, and already it ebbs away from you. This is life's ultimate cruelty. It offers us a taste of youth and vitality and then makes us witness of our own decay. (laughs) And then, you know, that's what she's saying and she's really talking into the desire. And then Madeline, who's played by Meryl Streep, says, well, it's the natural law. And then Liesel says, "Screw the natural law." She's very, very open about, very, very strong, very polarizing about that. And actually, what I like about that is that what you're seeing happening with with Meryl is that she's thinking, "Hmm, interesting." She's believing. She's saying that a natural law doesn't exist, and um, and she and and in this way, Liesel poses herself as an expert. Right. So if you have a different opinion, you know, back to you. uh, If you have a different opinion on something that's happening in your industry right now, for instance, in my case, I don't think that when you're starting as an entrepreneur, you should ever advertise. Don't do it. Focus on organic sales. Focus on branding. That's what I believe in. And then, of course, you can advertise to, you know, triple, triple, double, you know, 10x your income. But most people are not there yet. It's only just for the top 10% of people who actually benefit from advertising on Facebook and Google. But anyway, I haven't really researched that. But I've, I've, you know, I have to be very honest about that. I haven't really researched it, but I've seen it from experience and with my own, own eyes. Actually, I would like to see a research about that. Anyway, screw the natural natural law. And then she's holding out, she's asking for her hand, she's showing what the potion does, by the way, the way, sorry, I completely skipped over that, the way that the potion is presented, right, so it's in a little box with some beautiful symbolism on it, probably, uh, some people say it's Egyptian, yeah, but I'm seeing also some, well, there's just a lot of references there, and then it's it's in a Fabergé egg, and then when she opens it with a, some sort of small rope, then there is this beautiful pink fluid, I guess, uh, which is on a in some sort of a perfume bottle. Actually, with, you know the way that it's designed, and actually it looks quite unhandy because it doesn't have a very sturdy foot. But anyway, so so it looks very beautiful, and then she's doing a test and she's um, showing. Um, a touch of magic, she's saying, a touch of magic in a world obsessed by science, a tonic, a potion. And then Madeline asks, what does it do? And then Liesl says, "Uh, how old do you guess I am? So she's giving the control in this part, she's giving the control to the the potential clients. And then Madeline says, oh, I don't want to guess. uh." Go on and don't try to flatter me. Diesel says 38 37 and then, <laughs> the way that she's saying this I'm 71 years old or maybe 72 it says se- 71 but I remember 72 and well it's just it's it's incredible she's uh, you know she she is so um, c- confused actually that that it That it can be, how can someone of um, uh, 72 look this beautiful? She does look great Um, anyway. And then she's showing the tester, she's showing on her hands. So she's showing what it does. And then she has these old hands with all these... I think it's called liver spots. I'm not really sure. I don't like that word actually, but I think it's called that way. A hand with liver, liver spots, and then of course you know at that small part of her hand, she puts a little bit of potion. You know, she first needs to cut a little uh, in her finger, and then she s- shows what it does. And then Madeline asks, "How much does it cost?" And then I love. <laughs> I it's, it's a shame. I'm hardly doing any sales calls anymore. Uh, sales calls anymore because most people, you know, come come to me through DM. <laughs> And then (laughs) Liesel's Liesel's reply is the sort of topic of coin. (laughs) And then she says, I'm afraid it's not so simple. The cost you see is different for everyone. And I find this quite interesting. And maybe this actually, you know, for your business might even work, right? There are some people who are uh, having the principle of pay as you want. Maybe it also works for you. Interesting pricing technique. And then she says, well, for me, how much and everything? And then she's, you know, writing it down. And then she's saying, no, it doesn't work. And actually then she's uh, asking her to hold out her hand and show the sample. Sorry, I, I was I was uh, a little bit um, uh, confused with, with uh you know, exactly which was first. But what is so um, beautiful about that is that when... Well, and also Lisa explains uh, what the potion does and that she can stay young for 10 more years. So she really explains what it, you know, what it exactly entails, right? So this is what you should also do with your clients, you know, saying, okay, so if you're buying this, then you will, you can stay 10 more years young and then you have to fake your own death and and live in obscurity. And then later at a party, we noticed that Elvis and Marilyn Monroe have taken the potion as well because they're still alive and they're there at the party. Very exclusive party. And then um, Meryl hesitates when she is hearing the price, which is, of course, very high. And then Liesl says it's a small price to pay for eternal youth. And she emphasizes the exclusivity and the scarcity of the products and making Meryl feel privileged to have the opportunity to obtain it. And she really skillfully uses persuasive tactics and creates a a sense of urgency, compelling Meryl to to make the decision to purchase the potion. So, of course, you want to add a little bit of scarcity and you want people to make the decision soon because else maybe, yes, uh, they won't buy. And... Liesl also appeals to Meryl's fear of losing her husband and and lover, highlighting how the potion can help her maintain her attractiveness and keep them interested. So she also creates a sense of desire and aspiration um, by showing the results of the potion on herself. And yeah, through her persuasive sales pitch, Liesl successfully convinces Meryl to make the decision to buy the potion and really tapping into her emotional needs and desires. So sales is always very much a a very emotional process for everybody. And if you understand exactly what, what the fears and desires are of your clients, and maybe you just want to tap into desires, I think you can also tap into the fears or people, you know, what are people lacking, but it's it's not really nice, you know, go for, for the desires, creating a bigger sense of problem awareness by, you know, highlighting the fear of getting old and then, well, Liesel has the solution. I think, you know, this would really work also in the real world, world if it would exist and, um She's also sharing her own personal experience with it. And I think for you, what happens next is... And uh, so, yes, so she's doing the preparation of the sales, the actual sales pitch, and then the after sales. And the after sales is very much, is a little bit further down the movie uh, where she's trying to sell... It to someone else. I'm not going to say who it is because I want you to actually watch the movie if you haven't seen it yet And if you've have if you have watched it, you know what she's doing So that's also part of the after sales, right? Seeing could be a part seeing if there is friends uh, or family members who want to uh, obtain the same results There's so much more to the movie by the way what I'm pointing out right now. I'm not going to do that. So In this episode, in this podcast episode, I wanted to highlight the brilliance of the sales pitch and how Liesl successfully created a very small niche for herself. And by being connected to the important people who could point her to her potential clients, to her, so like the uh, exclusive beauty salon in Beverly Hills, she actually does... um, really managed to get the right people into her actually little cult following and um yeah she creates problem awareness by highlighting fear and tapping into desire desires she presents the solution the potion emphasizing its exclusivity scarcity and impressive results and you know through s- persuasive tactics using storytelling and personal experience Lisa, Lisa successfully convinces Merrill to purchase the pot- potion and what happens next is so so fun. It's it's a comedy horror. It's not really a horror, but it's 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 really a nice nice movie to watch. So, thank you so much for listening. I've been wanting to create this podcast for a very long time because I was so impressed when I was a child and I actually still am, you know, after watching it for the 100th times time uh, on Tuesday nights. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want me to make more pop culture references, you know, in a business context or the other way around, depending on how you see it, uh, do let me know because I really like doing this and I, you know, I like pop culture and I like business coaching, of course. So if you like this little mix of me looking at a specific scene in a film where I'm peeling off, in this case, a a sales process, but it could be really anything else, maybe specific behaviors or uh, ways to grow a following or, you know, why is this person popular and, you know, what can you do about it in your personal brand? I don't know. I'm thinking about Mean Girls right now. But, you know, if you want me to do this more often, and so I'm a little bit in my test phase seeing, you know, which kind of podcast for when it's going to work, it's almost episode hundreds, so... If you want to let me know, let me do it, do it. (laughs) Let me know through Instagram messages or LinkedIn. And uh, I hope to see you next week where we're going to talk about uh, creating different packages for your business. It's going to be so exciting and so much fun. So thank you for listening. Rate this episode with five stars and see you next week. Bye bye.